Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Happy, happy days. Another organization uh, putting uh, themselves out there to serve the Hujjaj, to serve those who are planning to go for Umrah. And uh, we've just heard recently of this organization called the United Council of South African Hujjaj. And with me in the studio, uh, its organization's representative, uh, Abu Bakr Ravid Abu Bakr. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And welcome to the program. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to Yusufai and to the listeners. Uncle Abu Bakr, uh, good to see. I get happy when we see more organizations, you know, when we see more people coming up and saying, look, I think we can help. I think we can uh, provide a service to our hujaj, to those uh, going for Umrah, because it's very uncertain when people undertake this journey for the first time. And I think a very important journey, one of the pillars of Islam, and to be a serviceman of that is uh, quite a responsibility. So, uh, Uncle Abu Bakr, where did it all start? What 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 made you come up with the idea of okay, we need another organization to serve the Hujaj in South Africa? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Let us correct our intention that we are sitting here to learn Deen. It comes in a hadith that if you correct your intention, Allah Ta'ala rewards you by performing a thousand rakats of Nafil Salah. So very important whenever you listen to any program, make this intention that I'm listening to the to Deen for the pleasure of Allah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. It's all started in the year 2005. The formation of Sawuk was in 1995. And Durko, the foreign ministry, were involved in the formation of Sawuk because the Hajj ministry requested that an organization be formed after the government came in. And Alhamdulillah, in 2005, a friend of mine invited me to the formation of Hajj Watch, which took place at Masjid al-Salihin. And there were representatives from Cape Town, Durban, and Johannesburg. And Alhamdulillah, this organization was formed with the concern of the Hujaj, that how can we make it easy for the Hujaj to go for Umrah and for Hajj? Because Hajj is a pillar of Islam. And uh, this was the main concern. Mm-hmm. Everything rot- rotating around Hajj and Umrah. And Alhamdulillah, we had a lot of appeals in 2006, we had a conference in Cape Town. 2007, we had a conference in Durban. And the work proceeded. We wrote letters to Sawuk, to the Hajj, uh, to Turco. And Allah Shukar, in, in 2018, we met Turco. And we had a five-hour discussion with Turco. And uh, there was no joy out of it. They never came back to us. To, to with suggestions that we gave and then that's a week later we had a meeting with Sahuk, also a five hour meeting and uh, we raised all the concerns of the Hujaj and Sahuk being a body represented by 29 organizations if you have a fax machine and a telephone line you become a member and the Ummah as the NPO, NGOs, were not allowed membership. Mm-hmm. So it was all over. You were like bullied. So Allah Shukar, okay. people went ahead and we never gave up hope. We even summons uh, last year, just before COVID started, we were busy summonsing the, the minister, uh, Prime Minister Sir Ramaphosa and the Kohnaledi Pando. 
And in that process, because of COVID and that, we didn't proceed. But Allah, وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى Everything happens to the will of Allah. Mm-hmm. If only Allah wills it to happen, it will happen. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> now, Uncle Abu Bakr, what, what shortfalls do you see when it comes to Sahuk? You know, there are some, or there are always people who will complain about uh, Sahuk, or maybe will complain about Hajwaj or something. Like that. So, so, what sort of concerns or what gaps did you see from the current organizations which you felt that need to be seen to and need to be amended, which led to the organization being formed? The main concern was the complaints of the Hujaj. Some were completely valid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Just yesterday I spoke to one brother who's been in the industry for quite some time. Mm-hmm. He explained one incident to me that there was a lady that went for Hajj and uh, they booked her in a dual room. She and her son were in one room and communal toilet and shower facility. And in the next room were two men. So then every morning she used to wash underwears and the one morning she was in the bathroom uh, making wudu and a man walked in hmm. and was brought to another organization and they sat and they tried to mediate and uh, in the end the agent promised to return her money because she was moved to another place until today she hasn't received the money. She complains like this that mm-hmm. the agents abuse uh, the Hajj and Umrah and Hajj as well. What they promised, they never fulfilled. There's always two sides to a story. But this uh, incident yesterday, and uh, the brother mentioned to me since 2003, this person that was an agent up till today hasn't visited the Haramain Sharifain. So, one uh, very concerned thing is that. Please, as an agent or anybody that's serving organization, be highly afraid of curses of people. Mm-hmm. Because a hujaj has the disposal of the Kaaba and he goes there and holds a cloth and tells Allah, this is what the agent has done to me. That is very, very detrimental to a Muslim. Mm-hmm. Because that dua gets accepted immediately. So with all these concerns that where we can save the ummah, and people have an avenue to complain to. That is why Hajj Watch was formed. And uh, about five years ago, we had a conference in Durban. And uh, Hajj Watch, that's where United Ulama Council, uh, United Council of, of South African Hajjaj was formed. There was a breakaway between Hajj Watch and United Council. So we respected that uh, Hajj Watch will cooperate from Cape Town. Our Amir is in uh, in Durban, Bilal Elamji, and I'm the Naib Amir. So, Alhamdulillah, from then we started working, and mm-hmm. we had conferences, and we went to Turku. And this brother that I met yesterday gave me a very interesting fix, because always the quota system was a problem, mm-hmm. that why South Africa was in the quota system. So when I was in Hajwach, this was my portfolio to find out about the quota system. So it was said in 1991 when I went for Umrah, the extension of the Haramain Sharifain. And uh, because of that, many hotels were broken down. So the government decided that all countries 
Muslim countries that were bringing big amounts, some million, eight hundred thousand, six hundred, were given the quota system. So we always thought because our government registered us with a Muslim organization at Hajj Ministry. So every time we thought that no, we're under the quota system because all Muslim countries were under the quota. Mm-hmm. So the brother clarified it yesterday that no, UK and South Africa enjoyed no quota system. And in 2003, one of the Hajj Ministry uh, personnel were there and a South African brother from Sauk insulted him. And his reaction was immediately, I'll show you. In 2004, the quota started. South Africa was given 5,000. The year after that, 4,000. The year after that, 3,000. And the year after that, 2,000. And we were stuck at 2,000. Mm-hmm. And then every time Saul went to, over to Hajj Ministry, they increased it by 500, 500. So that's how the quota thing. And we were all the time under the impression that the quota system was because we were a Muslim country. And uh, there's a uh, uh, upper by the name of Fatima Ahmed Muhammad. Alhamdulillah, she's from Makkah. Mm-hmm. And she's, I met at uh, the conference in Durban. And Alhamdulillah, she's put in quite a bit of work. She summons the Hajj Ministry in Makkah. And they, in turn, summons uh, our Prime Minister Ramaphosa and the Foreign Minister Turco, Naledi Pando to say that South Africa must get the act in order. As far as Sawuk is concerned, and uh, Alhamdulillah, this took formation, and the CR Commission was formed, the Rights Commission, Commission for the Promotion and Protection of the Rights of Cultural, Religious Communities. So Alhamdulillah, yesterday, uh, on the 24th of November, this uh, conference was held at the Lake Hotel Conference in Benoni. And uh, there were three advocates, one Muslim, one white and one African. And the rest, there were seven delegations from from Turco. And they, get, they gave everybody an opportunity. There was a list prepared. And Mrs. Fatima Ahmed was the first person to speak via Zoom because she was in Makkah. And she gave an outline of what she did, and she got lawyers involved, and uh, she went directly to the Hajj Ministry. So we had two options, either to to the IATA, the air travel agencies, mm-hmm. who do the work, to do the arrangements directly with the Hajj Ministry, and Sahuk. Sahuk had three options, which was discussed at the conference. They either disband or they transform or remain in the original state. Mm-hmm. And uh, every organization, there was a presentation from uh, the Consumer Action Network, Imran Mukaddam, and the South African um, uh, Travel Agent Operation, Siddiq Stienkam, then presentation from Muslim Judicial, Muslim Judicial Council, Sheikh Riyad Fattar, and from Jamiat Ulama South Africa, then South African Hajj and Umrah Council, Shayin Isub. Then a breakaway session we had for about half an hour. And then lunch. And in that process, there were quite a few organizations, small organizations that came. And they were quite fair. They gave them time to speak. Mm-hmm. And in the end, they took everybody's views. 
and wherever we're present, that uh, they give everybody a chance. We formed three groups. So Alhamdulillah, in our group, we were all Muslims. Some uh, present, uh, representatives were there. Uh, United Council, I was present. And Khidmatul uh, Awam was also present. And uh, one elderly person of Sahuk. So Tzidik uh, was the brother that was the advocate. So he was very fair. He gave everyone a chance between four and five minutes to give their presentation. And a lot of them agreed that Sahuk needs transformation. A complete transformation that the Ummah get involved. And what it was decided that every judge have a right to vote. Mm-hmm. So when it came to my chance, I, I asked him, I said, can we have uh, uh, an ombuds group from each province? Three, per, per, three people from uh, Port Elizabeth, three people from Durban, three brothers from Cape Town, and three from Johannesburg. They will consist of ulama and uh, lawyers and advocates. So whoever judge has a complaint against the regulatory body will write their complaint to this ombuds group. So they agreed on that. And everybody was of the view that Saud needs a complete transformation. And the the CRL group will first look into the constitution of Saud and reform their constitution and make sure that... uh, Everything gets done according to the regulation mm-hmm. that everybody has a, a right in and from each group they will decide and then a few brothers also gave the advice that a complete uh, disbanding of Sahuk will not solve the problem because if there's a new organization to come in, it will take them plus minus ten years to come to the state where Sahuk mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because we're teething problems and negotiating with the Hajj ministry. It's not an easy task. So, so retain the uh, what we have, but just reform it, mm-hmm. and uh, total reform. That have more part participations, have more people working towards it. And one African brother by the name of uh, Muslim brother Muhammad, he said for many years they tried to get into into Sauk, but to no avail. Mm-hmm. And, now, now, what happens now? Because we see we see these different organisations trying and a, a quota system. The quota system is a big grabber because in South Africa, in fact, I was always under the impression that uh, you know we're getting certain percentages per country, uh, per Muslim population, and the Muslim population in South Africa isn't that big. And I felt like we were getting uh, a fair share. But to say uh, now, I think the, 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 if, if we're going to look at the quota system and say this can be amended and more people can go more people can come on board it's it's a major plus uh, but what happens if sauk says okay fine we open to amending and uh, we open to a restructure and uh, we asking organizations like yourself the united council of south african who charge hajj watch to come under the sauk umbrella and to work together and to to together try and assist the hujjaj. Do you think something like that will work? Yeah, no, inshallah it will work because, look, end of the day, the hujjaj is first. Mm-hmm. That is primarily, whichever organization does the work, we have to put the hujjaj first. He's the mm-hmm. guest of Allah. And this, this is your basic five pillar of Islam. He's fulfilling his pillar of Islam. 
So we, as as the ummah, have to make it easy for him. Mm-hmm, um, definitely. Difficulties you will get. That is your acceptance of your hajj. Mm-hmm, 100%. And uh, that is from Allah. If Allah wishes to, for your whole journey to be difficult, it's like an incident I want to mention. A person was performing hajj for 40 years. And every time a voice used to come, Lala Beg. So in this hajj of the 40th year, there was a youngster next to him saying about the caller is saying Lala Beg. He never spoke. So when he completed his tawaf, so he told the youngster, I only know one door. I've come even for 100 years. This is the door I know. I can't leave this door. And immediately this call came, your little bag is accepted. <laughs> so ours is the effort. The acceptance is Allah. SubhanAllah, right. definitely. Definitely. But uh, it's it's wonderful to see because uh, in my mind I was thinking, you know, the logistics behind uh, a, a hajj organization that serves, uh, that serves South Africans is massive. Behind, uh, aside from uh, uh, the amount of people you're getting uh, to, to, to service the people, to see to the people's medical needs, to see to the people's travel needs. It's a massive thing. And, uh, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, or acknowledged that it takes a long time for organization like this uh, to be created. And it's nice to be kept in the loop to see organizations getting together, perhaps telling Sahuk, look, there's ways to improve, perhaps restructure. But uh, I love the concept of put the hujaj first because this is their pillar of Islam. Yeah, Some people save up their entire lives and as, as as much as people try, there's always going to be a fault here and there. There's always going to be. But I think the more people, the more people checking on each other, uh, perhaps uh, uh, to see how you get together. Inshallah, we make dua there's khair in this. No, no, and uh, we make dua that there's success in this. But I have to, I have to ask you something now, <laughs> Uncle Abu Bakr now. I'm looking at, 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 at my screen and I type down uh, United Council of South African Hujaj. And soon, uh, we're going to be saying, Sahuk, Hajoachi and Uksa. <laughs> so, uh, uh, do you think there's going to now be a confusion when people say Uksa? Huh? And now they're going to think the other Uksa. Sure. And you know, that the, the other Uksa has been in, we've, we've heard so much of the other Uksa recently, and no, there's so uh, much controversy. Do you not think that now when you say Sahuk, Hajoachi, Uksa, and people are going to say Uksa and sort of make a connection between the two organizations and say, hey, I don't know if I can trust this UKSA now. Uh, so. No, no, it's, uh, we are completely separate body. Mm-hmm. We've only got the Hujaj in mind right? and the concern of the Hujaj and to make it easy for them. That With that concern that uh, this organization was formed, we have nothing to do with other politics or any mm-hmm. other uh, affiliations. And uh, purely and only for the pleasure of Allah that we formed this organization, that the Hujaj benefit. And it was said to me, quite a few uh, people did approach that please change the name. Right. And uh, I still speak to one or two of our brothers. Inshallah, in the coming weeks, we'll have a, a telephonic discussion. Mm-hmm. And inshallah, we'll... And one, once this uh, organization is formed and Sawuk is transformed, inshallah... There's, there won't be a need for mm-hmm. for other organizations to be to to represent because then we're all working together for one goal for the hot judge. 
Subhanallah. I love that intention. Really, Uncle Abu Bakr, I love that intention. And, uh, you know, uh, what I like about the United Council of South African uh, Huchaj is that it, it's a reminder. It's a reminder that our current organizations not to become too complacent. And when there's people uh, who uh, come and say, guys, it's a refresher. Guys, we are here to help. We are here to perhaps make a difference. Uh, you know, it's always wonderful. It's always in our, and, and, and I always say that more organizations will make something stronger, you know, because you can, you can guide each other can correct each other and nice to see uh, Saug as well saying uh, let's see how we can work together and inshallah uh, hopefully this uh, the, 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 this organization uh, the United Council of South African who charge uh, seems to have a very clear need and uh, you know for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what this is what brings success at the end of the day so it's refreshing to see uh, Hajj uh, half, a, half a year six months away if I'm not mistaken uh, so uh, I think we're going to have to start rolling up your sleeves now but inshallah it's good to see organization come up good to see organization coming uh, to uh, lend a helping help uh, what's, what's the compliment what's the, 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 the size of your organization in terms of personnel currently we're at the moment we're about 15 brothers mm-hmm. that, uh, and here's some of our principles that we uh, promote all the time accountability mm-hmm. responsibility transparency social responsibility independence fairness discipline and time limits and resources so everything that we do we set a time limit mm-hmm. trying to achieve that and with the aim that inshallah with dua and asking Allah Ta'ala for guidance inshallah we'll get there and Amen. the ummah as well it's the responsibility of everybody every day try and make two rakat salat al-hajat make dua and give out sadaqah, even one slice of bread mm-hmm. that Allah please accept this, transform the sahuk soften the hearts of foreign ministry and the hajj ministry that the ummah can benefit definitely definitely well uh, we're excited about it inshallah and uh, i really hope i can see that i can see that passion in your eyes uncle abu Bakr. i can see that desire and alhamdulillah no, inshallah, it's only for the pleasure of allah i mean that, definitely that allah gets happy and uh, we can serve the ummah and our nabi sallallahu get happy more people go to visit medina manawara and mecca it is uh, it is a joy Definitely. Well, uh, we really do uh, uh, wish you all the best. And our du'as are with you. Our du'as are with uh, the organizations. You know, at the end of the day, we need to service the charge. And if this is going to be a booster, not like a vaccine booster pack, like a proper booster pack for the South African uh, Hajj and Umrah Council, Hajj Watch as well, if you're all going to uh, see, put your heads together and say, right, how are we going to service the ulama uh, or the the, the charge? Alhamdulillah. I'm, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Uh, Uncle Abu Bakr, we're going to have to leave it at that time Not our friend this morning But uh, we say Jazakallah Khair For making the time and making the effort to come into the studio And uh, inshallah we definitely wish you all the best Just Jazakallah And uh, personal Jazakallah to the Amir Allah reward you all And take you all from strength to strength Amen. And just one advice to the listeners on this virus Mona Shabir Saluji gave a beautiful talk at the Khanka, the Bukhari Khatam. Every morning, read the first 10 ayats of Surah Kaf mm-hmm. and the last 10 ayats in the evening. Inshallah, within 10 days, Allah Ta'ala will give you direction. 
Mm. People were fearing to read namaz shoulder to shoulder. So this nasihat was given to them. And alhamdulillah, by the 10th day, their minds were opened and they had no more fear of the virus. And they attended the masjid and stood shoulder to shoulder. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wonderful, wonderful advice that is indeed because uh, really to see uh, what's, what's come, uh, uh, what's happened recently. And it's nice to see people are waking up and following our ulama, you know, getting the direction. And we're glad our ulama are speaking about it. Alhamdulillah. And, uh, you know, basically, end of the day, this is what we're here for. Leave our faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, that is that is the call of the ulama. And basically opening your eyes, saying, look, open your eyes, turn to Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala will reveal everything. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But definitely, uh, Uncle Bakr, we say Jazakallah Khair uh, for joining us. And inshallah, uh, we wish you all the best, and we'll probably hear from you in the near future. Inshallah. Uh, one thing that was discussed, that uh, CRL will come back to us within a month. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Adam from ITV has started from this Wednesday, inshallah. There'll be two people on of the NPOs or NGOs will be on online and will be discussing the transformation of Sahuk. Well, it's something we definitely want to hear from. We're definitely yeah. going to look into. But we're going to have to leave it at that, inshallah, running up to the 8 o'clock news. Uh, Uncle Abu Bakr, Jazakla, and assalamu alaikum. To all the listeners and request your special to us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.